0: Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandmascatering.com.
1: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Ujia-Dean. Today is Friday, July 15th. Coming up, how Kansas landed a multi-billion-dollar factory that will hire thousands of people. But first, some headlines. Missouri Governor Mike Parson says he has no plans to call a special legislative session to protect access to contraceptives and address ectopic pregnancies. His comments come days after Democratic legislators called for a special session now that the state has banned abortions. Democrats say the state needs a bill that would clarify when abortion is legal and what counts as a medical emergency. Parson says doctors should decide when a patient's life is in danger.
2: Bureaucrats and attorneys don't need to be the ones deciding on what is life-threatening. You know, doctors need to have a seat at that table.
1: Missouri doctors and hospitals have expressed concerns over the state's ban, saying a lack of specifics harms women and doctors. Jennifer Collier will be interim superintendent for Kansas City Public Schools when students return to class next month. KCUR's Jody Fortino reports. Collier has been an educator with the school district for 22 years. In her new role, she'll oversee Blueprint 2030, the district's long-term strategic plan. She says the plan aims to give students the same opportunities that students in other districts have. Right now we have some schools that don't offer some courses and others do, and we know that that's not equitable. We want to make sure that all of our schools have the same opportunities provided for students. To effect those changes, some schools will be closed and others consolidated. This fall, people can weigh in on different ways the districts can be refigured. Following a shooting in Westport, the Kansas City Council is debating how to make it safer to go out on weekends. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal has more. KCPD leaders say the department deploys three squads to the Country Club Plaza, 18th and Vine District, and Westport on Friday and Saturday nights. Major Scott Simons of Central Patrol says the goal is to deter major crimes.
0: If we can make it through the entire night without a single arrest, that's great.
1: The council recently debated an ordinance authorizing the hiring of off-duty officers from the Jackson County Sheriff's Office to provide more weekend security at entertainment districts, but that ordinance was put on hold. On Wednesday, Kansas announced that Japanese company Panasonic would build a $4 billion plant in DeSoto in Johnson County to make batteries for Tesla. State Representative Stephanie Clayton was on the legislative committee that helped bring the project to Kansas. The Overland Park Democrat told KCUR's Steve Kraske how the deal happened and what it could mean for the state's future.
2: Here's part of their conversation
0: just how big a deal is this for Kansas and for Johnson County
2: It is a tremendously big deal and this was a heavy lift on the part of so many people not just in the legislature but also for a lot of our local chambers local economic development officials the city of Desoto and the entire state this was something that we all worked on hard so on so hard together And I think that's a lot of times some of those best projects, some of the biggest projects involve a lot of hands and a lot of people working together and putting aside differences to make something happen.
0: You know, Governor Kelly yesterday called this deal transformational, Stephanie. Does that sound right?
2: Yes. Uh, I cannot convey to you how much I think that this is going to change things for Johnson County for the better, although we're already doing pretty darn good, but, um, and for the entire state. This is uh, massive, monumental in scale.
0: You say it's going to change Johnson County. How?
2: Uh, well, I, obviously, with the development at the old Sunflower Army Ammunition Plant out in DeSoto, we're going to see a lot of changes in western Johnson County. Uh, and I think that we won't just have that plant. There will be, you know, usually one piece of development begats other development. But, you know, we have been doing things right for years. Uh, Decades of work have really led to making this fertile ground for this type of development, whether it's the intermodal going in place in Edgerton, whether it's the years that we've spent investing in a solid transportation infrastructure in the state and especially in Johnson County, the time that we've spent investing just in making this a positive pro-business environment, and especially the investment in good quality public education and an excellent quality of life, a lot of times these sound like politicians words but when you put all of these things together good things happen so decades of work And, you know, hundreds of people working hard to come together to lead to this very moment.
0: You know, to your point, Lieutenant Governor David Tolan, who was a key player in all this, he's the state commerce secretary as well, uh, has said that changing the rules on the tax incentives, as you guys did for this project, could result in the state lending other mega projects in the years and months to come. What do you think the prospects are on that front?
2: I think that the prospects are fairly good, and so remember, uh, I was on your show when we were talking about this, and I am one of the legislators who signed the NDA, so I knew what this was the entire time. Although, um, you know, we thought that we would hear from the from that particular company as early as late February, and then months began to pass, and I thought, well okay, they probably just didn't pick us, but we knew that other mega companies could come. So as I supported this economic development tool, the APEX tool, as it was called, I knew that even if it didn't work for this particular one, it would work for others. And so we have a lot of tools in our economic development toolbox. This is just a really big one for really big companies. One of the best things about this too, is that it does offer safety provisions, lots of clawbacks. So it isn't a frivolous, Give away.
0: You mentioned the three-month delay, and I'm wondering why was there that delay? What do we know about that today? What took Panasonic as long as it did?
2: I think that they are a company that is very cautious. I think that this is a huge investment and I think that they wanted to make sure that they were taking their time. And of course, ultimately they uh, did make the right choice. Uh, Kansas is clearly better than Oklahoma in a number of ways. I also think it was helpful too that the many members of Oklahoma legislature and their government were not uh, you know, really able to you know, kind of be discreet about things. So you saw a lot of breaches a lot of people popping off at the mouth, that kind of thing. And I think that that ultimately ended up, you know, making them less desirable. But I also just think that Kansas and in particular, the Kansas City area is just so ideally set in so many ways.
0: You know, DeSoto.
2: Our our package was better. Our legislation, I believe, was better and Hmm. offered more.
0: Representative DeSoto, as you know, is a town of just sixty three hundred people. How prepared is DeSoto, Kansas, to take on a plant that's going to cost four billion dollars and employ four thousand people?
2: Well, I had great conversations with DeSoto's mayor and members of their city council yesterday, and you know, they seem. Like they are they are ready to go. I think that they are competent lawmakers and I assured them that as we move forward, they will have a good team with the Kansas state legislature. Because again, I think that when you have state government working with local government and working together with our business organizations, that's how we get smooth transitions here. So will it be a challenge for them? Sure. Is it a challenge that they can rise to? Absolutely. I think they'll do a wonderful job.
0: You know, you were tasked with reshaping the state's economic development incentives that you could offer in cases like this. Just in broad strokes, Representative, can you tell us what you added that made this deal ultimately attractive to Panasonic?
2: Well, it was not so much what was added. It was what um, House Democrats worked really hard with some House Republicans to take away. Uh, on the Senate side, um, you know, the bill was sabotaged because in the Senate Commerce Committee, a basically a resurrection of the Brownback tax plan, a march to zero for the corporate income tax was added on. And so I knew that we would not get the votes that we needed to pass it through the House without removing that tool. And so so I was able to work and negotiate with key Republicans to get that that portion, you know, the Brownback resurrection that was kind of maliciously added to the bill to get that removed, to get it more back towards the base original bill, to keep it more to, you know, your standard economic development tool. So, um, but it almost all went down uh, multiple times in committees. But I was, again, able to work with key Republicans who were, you know, were able to get things to the right place. And so, uh, a little scary, but the legislative process often is, and you just have to be ready for (laughs) changes. And you have to be ready for weird things to get added on and to work and to fix things at the last minute.
0: You know, Senator Tyson, who's a Republican from Parker, called this deal a slap in the face for Kansans hit hard by inflation to have the state give public money to a large corporation. Is that a fair complaint?
2: Uh, No, it's not. But, you know, bless her heart, she didn't really know what any of this was. So it's like we can't blame her. One of the nice things with this is the fact that it's actually going to reduce a lot of our electric bills at a time when, you know, boy, we think about how hot it's been. Uh, This is this is amazing that, you know, that, that this is something that will affect Kansans that won't even see or come near this plant uh what i really like about this particular project too is that this leads to energy sustainability i definitely think the trend is leading towards more electric vehicles and again with a trusted solid company like panasonic this is no fly by night startup that we're throwing money at this is you know this is someone that, or this is a company that I think is very solid. It leads to a greener, more sustainable Kansas, a more sustainable United States, and it's going to save us money on our electric bills. So well, um, I couldn't tell you any of this months ago when we talked about it. <laughs> Steve, that was the hardest interview I have ever done in my entire life um, because I usually am very used to being very forthright, but I knew what, it was, what was at stake, and, you know, now it has paid off.
1: That was Kansas Representative Stephanie Clayton and KCUR's Steve Kraske. You can hear the entire conversation from up to date at KCUR.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love, Trevor Grandin, and KCUR Studios, and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more coverage of the Panasonic plant coming to Kansas, visit kcur.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. On Monday, we'll get a preview of the upcoming primary election in Kansas. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.